today, Rinpoche emphasized the need for mindfulness in everything that we do so that we know when we're doing something wrong and we can apply an antidote right away. Today, we completed the section on joyous perseverance. With the teaching, uh, thank you everybody for coming. We're on page 201 in the English. Uh, we're beginning with the power of relinquishment. Um, uh, it, and in the Tibetan, we are on page 441. I think I covered everything. Um, and welcome. Thank you for coming. Okay, this one. The May Sarpa, you're in. And Konsu Seydu, the La. What the other Lari? ลาสิชิวิลอนบาดเวลาสิเจวิจงลอนดิงลาสิชิวิลอนบาดเวลาสิเจเนดิงลอนดิลาบอสมูชิวิชิวิลอนซานจูเซนตองชินดูโอตุ
then are able to, if we have this great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment, um, or the Lam Rim texts, which are texts that basically put all the teachings into these three categories and explain it in a very clear fashion. Um, and just as a translator's note, the Kanjur and Tanjur contain all of it as well, but they're very encoded, very difficult to understand, um, and it, you have to, uh, it's not laid out for you in one, two, three, four. You, you really have to have a teacher explain it to you uh, in such a precise way that without it you would completely misunderstand what you're reading and a lot of it is figurative um, and some you know and then there's literal so you it when you look at the Lam Rim it's just very specific and clear and in, 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 in stages of the way you would practice um, so that being said if one were to try to accomplish that understanding by looking at those root texts it'd be very difficult but if you are able to look at the Lam Rim you have all of that information that's contained within those texts but put in a format that's very palatable very easy to understand so it's like having all of those texts in your mind too if you have this in your mind. Dig song number chase. So well, yeah, can you not tell you to that what they do the honey? Less so. The honey run, do the word the larina, said the words of it. Less so. Ah, the laring tal no new jew are it. And the harish was less an iron to the jew are it. Less so. Jermajin hog, push among the waters. Less so. So the conjure and tanger. Uh, the pronouncements of Lord Buddha in the authentic Indian commentaries contain all of the teachings of Sutra and Tantra. Um, so the Lam Rim teachings that we're speaking of here, uh, the stages of the, um, the path to enlightenment teachings that we're speaking of, are primarily focused on the Sutra teachings. Uh, there is a small section at the end of this Lam Rim that or uh, at the end of the great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment that uh, gives a summary or a small amount of information about Tantra. Um, but it is not the focus. The sutra teachings are the focus of this particular set of teachings called the Lam Rim. Now there is the Nga Rim, uh, which is a separate book, and that is called the great treatise on the stages of the Tantric path to enlightenment. Lama Tsongkhapa wrote that book as well, and that's one volume in um, Tibetan, uh, and that includes all of the stages of the Tantric path in a very clear fashion, as this does the Sutra path. Um, and Lama Tsongkhapa also wrote many books on Tantrayana as well, other books on Tantrayana. Uh, so this emphasis is the emphasis on the Sutra teachings with a very small summary at the end of Tantrayana. Digsung. So if one has achieved the mind that aspires to enlightenment, then it's necessary to practice the six perfections. Uh, so in order to achieve, if one wishes to achieve Buddha, let me rephrase, let me start over. If one wishes to achieve Buddhahood, it's necessary to achieve the mind that aspires to enlightenment, then practice the six perfections. So now we've arrived at the explanation of the perfection of joyous perseverance, um, which is the fourth perfection, right? Less so. 
Lösen Tuna Shinto Okay. <clears throat> so the power of relinquishment, page 201. If you become physically or mentally fatigued from your perseverance, you must rest for a while. Otherwise, you will become exhausted and very disheartened, thereby later preventing your joyous perseverance. Immediately after you have rested, persevere again. And when you have completely finished your earlier activity, do not let this satisfy you. You must joyously persevere at other higher activities. Engaging in the Bodhisattva deed says, When my strength declines, I shall leave the task so I can do it later. When it is really done, I shall set it aside, seeking the next task and the next. Dixon. <laughs> Chibra Chugunas Jesus, Shishi 
the next task is important because if you consider each earlier good quality sufficient, this will bring will be a big obstacle to the attainment of many higher attributes. The above presentation shows how to joyously persevere. Do not overexert yourself. You must avoid both being overly intense and being overly relaxed. So make your effort continuous like a river. The glorious Machaketa's praise in 150 verses states, In order to make yourself more exalted, you never overexerted or relaxed too much. Thus your good qualities are indistinguishable by the former and latter phases. So again, Rinpoche pointed out that our practice needs to be continuous like a river, uh, without you know, just continuing at a very consistent pace, uh, not being very fast or being very slow, just consistent like a river. Uh, um, then again, the Machaketas, uh, and I think this is Aryashura, um, Rinpoche said, uh, Rinpoche said, I think this is Aryashura, uh, 100, uh, 150 verses states, In order to make yourself more exalted, you never overexerted or relaxed too much, thus your good qualities are indistinguishable by former and latter phases. Then uh, Potawa also stated, The scouts of uh, Semadrua, so the police, like, like the uh, guards of Semadrua, for instance, never get there, but the scouts of Changwa take their time at the start and pursue robbers until they reach them. Likewise, practice at a measured pace that you can sustain. For example, a louse proceeds at a modest pace but never stops, so it soon arrives, whereas a flea takes great successive leaps and then stops so it never gets there. Rimache, the, um, the Jerup, the Semudrua, the Nchawa, the Loju Yurbe. Uh. I would say, Rimache is saying that there's a story that connects to the scouts. Um, um, it, it sounds almost like the tortoise and the hare type of story um, that's in a, a text. Uh, so Rimache said, oh, is the story there? If it is, read it. Um, so I... Uh, I, um, but he said there is a story uh, that's connected to that, just that made, makes it make more sense, the scouts of this and the scouts of that. But it basically means that through continuous, uh, through their continuous search of not, they, not stopping and going fast, they were able to get to the robbers um, before the person who, um, uh, what, how do they say it? Um, 
Sima draw very um, erratic, I guess, in the ways that they per, of their pursuit. Uh, very fast and slow and stopping, and the other would be just very consistent. And they reached the robbers, the other did not. Dig song Rimache. Lulambit, this some kanga lab song sheba okay then okay okay simple okay so now we move on to c3 based on the elimination of unfavorable conditions and the accumulation of favorable conditions being intent on joyously persevering uh, so getting rid of uh, laziness, basically. This joyous perseverance, perseverance being an antidote to laziness. Uh, so then applying those antidotes to laziness. After you have uh, thus identified the three conditions favor unfavorable to joyous perseverance, you attend to their remedies. You generate three powers. The power of aspiration, which is the favorable condition for weakening those as yet unweakened, unfavorable conditions. The power of steadfastness, which is the cause of not turning back once you have started. And the power of joy, which never wants to discontinue the activity once you have gauged in, engaged in it. Through this, the power of relinquishment, you become adept at how to joyously persevere. At this point, you must develop the power of being intent on joyous perseverance. So I will explain this. Rimache, the. The. Sundrugi girl, Chen Sum Show, Senna? Okay, Ula. Okay, Dixon. In GK, the the Nama Lap song, the Ula, you're a Jawa, the Selpio Mare. Okay, Gongam, Mepichi. The Dixon. Okay. 
Ninguém louça. Canga louça. Já. Baú. Tu lhe que As to how you are to act when you joyously persevere at eliminating what is to be eliminating, engaging in the Bodhisattva deed states, as a seasoned warrior approaches a sword fight with an enemy, 
I shall parry the blows of the afflictions and strongly strike the afflictions, my enemies. So Rinpoche pointed out also when someone is looking for the enemy, one has to look, find the enemy. One has to establish the enemy. Just like the afflictions, we have to look for them. We have to establish them and then engage them. So we have to establish that this is the affliction. This is the enemy. Um, so this is uh, what uh, Rinpoche pointed out about this. A seasoned warrior approaches a sword fight with an enemy. So there has to be a designation that one... So one has to find that first. Um, so we have to find the afflictions, designate it as an affliction, and then engage it. Uh, for example, when seasoned warriors, the adepts who are accustomed to the f activity of fighting battles, enter into a sword fight, etc., with their enemy, they do not value only on destroying their, uh, put value only on destroying their opponent. Rather, they must accomplish two things, skillfully avoiding the blows of the weapons directed at them and destroying their opponent. Likewise, when practitioners battle their afflictions, they must persevere as they become proficient in two things, taking defensive precautions and thus avoiding a wound to their mind, and on the offensive, destroying the afflictions by applying their remedies. Um, for otherwise, while they may use the remedy to stop the activity of one portion of the afflictions, they are either robbed of some aspect of virtue by other afflictions, or else they developed a great fault in their minds so that the harm of the afflictions and the creation of virtue are equal, in which case it will be hard to make further progress in virtuous practice of applying the remedy. Tedanyo <laughs> Chiba Chibichundin <coughs> 
To cite an example, some people may think that knowledge is most important for practicing the teaching and make knowledge alone crucial. So here we're looking at how one acquires knowledge, and you acquire knowledge and understanding um, through a process. So um, just the just hearing the information and understanding it isn't enough. It has to be then analyzed and so forth. So um, we arrive at wisdoms through various stages. We have the wisdom arisen from hearing, and then the wisdom, wisdom arisen from analysis or contem, uh, con- contemplation, and then the wisdom arisen from meditation. Uh, so we have these three levels of wisdom that arise. Um, so just the understanding isn't enough. We have to um, go through all of those stages so that we have a complete practice of that application of that. To cite an example, some people may think that knowledge is most important for practicing the teaching and make knowledge alone crucial. When they then inquire into the teachings, they they, they dispel by means of studying the confusion of in- ignorance, but meanwhile, because they were not cautious about the other afflictions, their mind stream is utterly ruined by the stain of wrong behavior. Other people may think that discipline, and so um, they have an understanding of, of the teaching, but they act non-virtuously, constantly. Um, other people may think that disciplining the mind is much more important than knowledge and thus emphasize meditation, casting away caution about the enemy confusion. They neither study nor learn the teachings, so they become greatly confused about engaging in what is to be adopted and rejected, what is to be cast aside under the rules of the vows they have taken, and are thus continually overcome by infractions. Uh, so they're all overcome by the non-virtuous activities, breaking their vows over and over again because they're not mindful, they're not paying attention. Um, so they're, they're, there's when we look at um, meditation, it says um, the mind is more, it says people may think that disciplining the mind is more important than knowledge and thus em- emphasize meditation. There are two types of meditation, uh, analytical meditation or analysis, um, and single-pointed meditation. Um, so, um, Rinpoche just listed those two. 
So mindfulness becomes necessary. Uh, so this is uh, pointing out uh, mindfulness and paying attention to the afflictions and, and overcoming them. So not only understanding, but overcoming them by mindfulness. If in battle your sword were to fall from your hand, you would without hesitation immediately retrieve it out of fear for your life. Likewise, when you battle the afflictions and lose the weapon of mindfulness, which does not forget the subjective and objective objects of the engaging in what is to be adopted and rejecting what is to be cast aside, you must immediately reapply mindfulness out of fear of falling into the miserable realms, the lower realms of the hell, hungry ghost, and animal. Engaging in the Bodhisattva deed says, If you drop your sword in battle out of fear, you quickly pick it up. Likewise, if I lose my weapon of mindfulness in fear of hell, I quickly retrieve it. So in fear of having um, the result of non-virtue, which is suffering. So that being fearful of having suffering, you quickly become mindful again because of knowing because of what you've learned that um, non-virtue caused suffering. So you, you quickly retrieve your mindfulness so that you don't create more suffering. The protector Nagarjuna in his friendly letter also taught the importance of mindfulness. O oh Lord, the Sugata declared mindfulness of the body to be the one path to follow. Hold fast to it and guard it. When mindfulness declines, all virtue perish. Uh, so here it's just em- emphasizing the importance of mindfulness and the connection to being able to in- conduct oneself virtuously. Okay. 
Kan la tempe tempe yula yan. Şiro jile ba şova tempe is. Ta tempe şiro ki çipi çindi çoğun lan. Çipi çoğun lan dengi lan. Çipi çipi lan tutu. Şiro ki çipi çine şi guru da. Şi batı ma çipi çen guru va. O da son tümarı ba. Kan la tempe tempe yula yan. Şiro ki çipi çine çipi çindi çoğun lan la. Şiro ki çipi çine Tene te majiba tene uğuruz. Şova, lebara şova şi, tene be, şero gıcıba şene şiba tene yaca tene, tene ba zeba yinci, tene ba, tene ba la rovandu, yüce cüme bir şiru, tene ba la rovandu yüce cüme madu, şero gıcıba tene dir madu, tene ba konu rovandu ki, ne yutu acı yomarız. ชื่อเรื่องเชื่อว่าเนี่ยนั่นเจ้าบ้านก็จะเจอเรื่องเชื่อเจ้าบ้านก็รู้ตัวจริงจริงจริงมันดูไม่ดูว่าเชื่อเ
Furthermore, regarding the object to which mindfulness attends, mindfulness apprehends an object that wisdom has fully discerned. Mindfulness does not distinguish its own object. What does wisdom discern? In general, wisdom discerns and everything to be adopted and everything to be cast aside as explained in scripture. In particular, it discerned what is to be adopted and what is to be cast aside according to the vows you have taken. Therefore, once you apply mindfulness and vigilance to these, you will complete your practice. You will not be successful by just applying mindfulness and vigilance within the narrow confines of attention to an object of meditation. Uh, so this is mindfulness needs to be carried at all times. It can't just be carried during this one uh, aspect or during parts 
of your practice. It needs to be the practice at all times, being mindful. Um, uh, and then it says, What is more, when warriors are in battle, they strive from the beginning not to lose their sword. When by chance they drop it, they pick it up immediately. These two actions rest on a fear of being killed that is not mere words. Likewise, those who cultivate the path are afraid to lose their mindfulness that does not forget what is to be adopted and what eliminated. Even if they do lose it, they immediately reapply it. These two actions are based on the development in their minds of a real terror of falling into the miserable realms as a result of the pollination of infractions and results that occur when mindfulness lapses. So here, when one, uh, if we look at the general uh, karmas, the general actions, um, engaging in the ten non-virtuous acti activities, as translators note, uh, killing, killing, stealing, sexual misconduct, three of the body, four of the uh, speech of uh, lying, divisive speech, harsh words, and gossip, and three of the mind of harmful intent, uh, wrong view, and um, covetousness. So these three are non-virtues that give rise to suffering, give rise to the lower realms of cyclic existence. So this is what we're being mindful of, abstaining from, being mindful that we are engaging in their op the opposites of the non-virtue, which are the virtues, <coughs> engaging in ethics, which are <coughs> the ten non-virtuous activities, and engage in virtuous activities, the ten virtuous activities. Uh, so... <coughs> okay. This, in turn, depends on having made karma its effects... Uh, let me just... Uh, I think that's where we are. Realms as a result of the pollination of infractions and faults that occur when mindfulness lapses. This in turn depends on having made karma and its effects central to their practice and then sustaining that approach. Those who fail to develop the awareness that these points are profound instructions sever the root of good qualities ensuing from the practice that delights the learned, the sacred foundation of the path. So ethics being the foundation of the path. One has to, without mindfulness, one won't know. One won't be able to engage in ethical <coughs> behavior at all times. So mindfulness fuels what is the foundation of the path. Uh, question. Well, why is it necessary to look with fear upon every minor misbehavior and not let it continue but immediately stop it? Take the example of a poisoned arrow that makes a tiny surface wound. Before long, the poison from this wound will spread throughout the entire body. You must operate on the wound and remove the poison. Similarly, when wrong, even when wrong behavior does not make anything more than a small wound in the mind, if you ignore it, it will quickly pervade your mind so it, that it becomes larger. Therefore, from the start, you must prevent wrongdoing before it takes place, and if it does happen, you must discontinue it immediately, uh, engaging in the bodhisattva deed states. Just as a poison arrow spreads throughout the body carried by the blood, so a fault pervades the mind if it finds an opportunity. So if the conditions and the opportunity are there, this non-virtue can just completely pervade your mind. Um, so if that fear is there, then you immediately want to do something about it. If it's uh, not as important, then it won't be something that you immediately um, deal with. Uh, so you um, have a, um, an understanding of the true nature. so Okay, it's not a kangalasa. Radio Moji Ule Joan Debes, 
Hemat Nesici, Çetet Denhanas, Tanyamun Döçak Kondro, Demonsun Dumar ve Döçak Nebu Maduba Konkures, Tene Tümungu Nebu Tende, Tene Kondri Nebu Şampakonga. Tetsuka Tetsimu, Dende Ala. Tümungu Nebu Tende Roa, Ta Tende Yemi Jüseni Deba Marubu Konga. Lesa. Tende Yemi Jüseni Deba Marubu Konga, Tamam What the Gumba in a Shadal Nuno was your water. So we need to, uh, so it says here next, well, how do those who want victory over the afflictions apply mindfulness and vigilance? So what are the afflictions? Uh, we can look at them in three categories, and sometimes um, we call them the three poisons. The poison of attachment, the poison of hatred, and the poison of delusion. Um, so um, what can we do about these? Uh, we apply an antidote um, to each of these individual afflictions. Uh, so it is said that if one, uh, in order to be rid of the attachment, um, the poison of attachment, then one uh, meditates upon ugliness or Im the impurity, of the, Im the real... Um, we're still, I think, looking for the best way to translate this, but it's usually ugliness. But that just means, as a translator's note, the true impure nature of things, the coarse nature, the way things really are. They're, you know, we, we put all of these qualities on them that really aren't true because they, they dissolve, they disintegrate, they're impure. Uh, we, th we think things that are impure are pure. Um, so that's kind of what it means when we say ugliness, looking at the way things really are instead of the way th we romanticize them of, as being. So um, I, you know, so I always feel like I have to explain ugliness because in English that just sounds strange. Um, so I think we just need a better word for that. Um, but w it is only one word in Tibetan, so we can't have a phrase. So anyway, I'm just trying to figure that out as we go as translators. But the 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 way we get rid of attachment is to look at impurity or ugliness. Uh, the way that we get rid of um, uh, hatred is to meditate upon love, meditating upon the idea that um, may all sentient beings have happiness and the causes of happiness. Uh, so um, this counteracts hatred, which wishes that they su someone has unhappiness and suffers. This idea of wishing for happiness and the causes of happiness is the opponent to uh, the poison of hatred. And, and the poison of delusion or ignorance, it's sometimes translated as, uh, the, oppo the opponent to that is meditation upon dependent origination. Uh, so, for instance, we could look at the syllogism that things are not truly established, things do not truly exist, are not truly existent, because 
they dependently originate. Um, so uh, this is a syllogism we would use to um, counteract the mistaken view that sees things as being truly existent, truly established. The real translation is truly established, meaning that it's established by way of its own nature, from its own side. There's no dependence on anything else. So uh, things are not truly established because they dependently originate, because of their interdependence. So it's a syllogism like this uh, that would allow one to counteract ignorance or delusion. The same way that if one walked into a dimly lit room and thought a rope was a snake, the thing that would counteract that mistaken view would know it's a rope. And as soon as you know it's a rope, you know it's not a snake. Likewise, as soon as you see that things are not truly established because they dependently originate, it gets rid of the ignorance that grasps at things as having true identity or true existence. Uh, so this is how we, it says, how do, well, how do those who want victory over the afflictions apply mindfulness and vigilance? So you, mindfulness, you identify that you're, you've got this, and then you apply an antidote. Uh, so this is how vigilance uh, and mindfulness work together. You uh, are mindful, so you are recognizing something, and then you're immediately counteracting it with an opponent. Okay, Kangalasa. Sheda Selbudu Ramachay, two chena. I was telling him it's really clear the way he's breaking this. Just making sure we're going back, so I want to make sure we're in the right. Okay, Diesel? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so you must concentrate just as engaging in the Bodhisattva deed says. 
A practitioner must be as concentrated as someone carrying a pot full of mustard oil who is fearful when a swordsman before him threatens to kill him if he spills a drop. So it's just stating that one remains very mindful, just as if one is being careful not to spill a drop because someone is going to kill them. Um, so this is showing like what this vigilance and mindfulness is really talking about, how, how mindful you are really being, that it's saying here. Just like you were imagining, it costs your life. Um, understand this from the scriptural statement with respect to the border region in the story of Katayana. While you are con concentrating, if you, in general... If, in general, you should behave wrongly, or in particular, you should experience the causes of laziness, such as sleepiness, etc., then you must not assent to them, but must confront and avert them. And then we have a quote from Shanti Deva um, that Rinpoche hasn't read yet. Uh, okay, Deekson. Long ne kabiare. ジャカコントロールするとちょっと違うとにそうだけ<笑><笑> ね、どうだ。どうばしゃ。ね、ニクソナワテナガソ。チュニャレジェヨンバチチグロテナイ。で、ドゥ、ナツ。タッポンカルドゥヨンバイナテナシグロテナ。ランサヤランナ。ジュ
Just so, if sleepiness and indolence come, quickly avert them. Furthermore, do not merely discontinue faults, but actively feel displeasure at their having occurred. Contemplate as follows. Because I have proceeded in this way in the past as well, I have been wandering in cyclic existence up to now. In particular, it is especially blameworthy that I have taken the Bodhisattva vows and yet continue with things that are incompatible with the vows precepts with the vows precepts uh, become inspired to henceforth restrain yourself thinking from now on i shall make sure that this fault never occurs frequently employ both these attitudes engaging in the bodhisattva deed state says whenever a fault occurs i shall reproach myself and long ponder by all means i will do whatever it takes so that this shall never happen again uh, so Rimache just read. Dixon. Ahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahah
Furthermore, do not merely discount faults, but actively feel displeasure at their having occurred. Contemplate as follows, because I proceeded in this way in the past as well. I have been wandering in cyclic existence up to now. In particular, it is especially blameworthy that I have taken the Bodhisattva vows, and yet continue with things that are incompatible with vows and precepts. Become inspired to henceforth restrain yourself, thinking, from now on I shall make sure this fault never occurs. Uh, uh, frequently employ these employ both these attitudes. Engaging the Bodhisattva deed says, whenever a fault occurs, I shall reproach myself and long ponder. By all means, I will do whatever it takes so that this shall never happen again. Strive at any deep causes that give rise to continuous powerful mindfulness that is the root of this practice. Rely on such activities as keeping company of excellent teachers, excellent companions, and broad learning, which are the causes of powerful mindfulness. Uh, so we need to rely on um, and Previously in the text, it talks about what is an, an, a quality teacher, what is a quality teaching, etc. So we need to rely on the excellent quality teachers. We need to rely on, uh, and then also excellent companions, um, uh, Dharma friends, meaning friends that um, won't lead you astray negatively. Not meaning they have to be Buddhist, just people that won't lead you astray into non-virtuous ways. Um, bad influences, basically, is what um, is the opposite of excellent companion. A bad influence is the opposite of an excellent companion, as a note. And broad learning, which are the cause of powerful mindfulness. In this vein, engaging in the Bodhisattva deed states, in any of these situations, I will practice mindfulness. With this motive, aspire to meet with this motive, aspire to meet teachers and engage in appropriate activities. Dixon. <laughs> Yes, Okay. In summary, you must study and discern well what Bodhisattva training requires you to adopt and to cast aside and then joyously persevere, continuously being mindful in your conduct of what you have understood about what to adopt and what to cast aside. Hence, it is extremely important not to err about that 
to err about that at which you are to persevere. Uh, so um, here this is speaking of uh, the bodhisattva vows, um, other things, but the bodhisattva vows are being spoken of here for the bodhisattva. These are a set of things that are to be adopted and cast aside. Um, so uh, there are 18 root bodhisattva vows and 46 secondary root bodhisattva vows. Uh, so uh, this makes for the bodhisattva vow. 64 vows. Shangjusenbe Jentutayu,Jentutayu,Kalijabatrawate,Kumanzima,Jentutawas,Tai ほばら、ダンワヤン。ヤンワシャテ。チェネレ。ほ、ほるね。え、ほるね。タンジラ。トヨバタン。テテラバイ。テンテンテンテンテ。ダニダンワヤ、ダニダンワシャ。シェソ
so the text on conscientiousness and engaging the bodhisattva deeds uh, is very clear. Diksung Rimche. What form will the joyous perseverance produced by such efforts take? Just as wind drives a piece of cotton to and fro, a joyful energy enthused for virtue controls your body and mind. When you act along with this energy, joyous perseverance is well established. Once you produce this, you will easily achieve all the collections. Uh, so the collections of exalted wisdom and the collection of merit. Engaging in the Bodhisattva deed states, just like the p cotton under the power of a wind that blows to and fro, so I will be driven by enthusiasm, and this way I will accomplish all. Dixon. Sindhu 
Then Damba drew Although such tasks are difficult, it is wrong to give them up. Rather, as the glorious Machiketa prays in 150 verses says, you must make effort. Sublime state, difficult to reach, is not attained without hardship. Knowing this, you intensif- intensified your joyous perseverance without concern for yourself. And then how to practice. You must practice any kind of joyous perseverance in association with the six supremacies and all six perfections. So the six supremacies are, Rimshi said, it's just a name for uh, um, generosity when it's perfected is a supremacy uh, of generosity or is... You could even translate it as the supreme generosity is the perfection of generosity. The supreme ethics is the perfection of ethics. So um, it's all just translation, way you would translate it. But that's what a supremacy is. The six are the supreme generosity. Um, so any uh, starting with the supreme generosity and so forth. Um, so then it says that they should be in association. They should all be working together, basically. You must practice any kind of joyous perseverance in association with the six supremacies and all six per- perfections. The generosity of joyous perseverance is establishing others in joyous perseverance. After you have stabilized yourself therein, the remaining perfections are in accord with the earlier explanation. Digsung Rimshe. Yeah. Kangalo. Napa Lepso. Napa Lepso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 447. The Sunju Gang. Sunju. She so. Did a Jupitse Jawane. Sunju Gang. The Doduche Lepso. Vale. Doduche. The. Jupi the cover ngapa 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 de da de dundu wa de ngapa yomare ngapa toga ngapa chinese je de ngapa de ngapa de da de dua ngapa de 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 Nabata <laughs> 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 
wear the armor of resolute and an irreversible enthusiastic perseverance. Your expertise in scriptures and insights will increase like the waxing moon. You will make all your actions meaningful for attaining enlightenment and will bring whatever you undertake to its intended conclusion. Knowing this, the bodhisattvas ex have exerted great waves of joyous effort, washing away all laziness. I, the yogi, have practiced just that. If you would also seek liberation, please cultivate yourself in the same way. The Umajubadang, the Lamrandudin Long Nicha Losun. Dene? だってね。じゃあ、自分と同じでね、さとんびとんでさとんびとんでさ。あの、さとんびにばらそばをて、とんでそこがろ、あの、ハラジャーもたんだよ、よまろ。レッサ。あの、カトルとスルレア、とんで
dönge mebat nyo do tondu je bharu tshiba zo bashiba sonsos lesa dadanga zo cho hama ke le le zamba saben debutle antadanga zo hote gwane ji duwa ji ngu duwa tata ya bujege na mahobana chwan tsero mobolote din debutu zo yungures tisa ha tondu bharu tshiba Okay, so a sum, uh, let's see, a summary. The recollection of a cultivation of the spirit of enlightenment, the basis of the bodhisattva deeds, inspires you to train in order to set all living beings in joyous perseverance. So steadily increase this spirit and then aspire to train in the methods of joyous perseverance for those at high levels. So you should always be aspiring for more, for higher levels of the joyous perseverance and higher levels. Uh, so you should be always making aspirational prayers. May I be able to achieve those higher levels others have. So you're always working towards a, a higher goal. Also strive as you are able at the methods of learning joyous perseverance for a beginning bodhisattva. In particular, effectively stop the various forms of discouragement, these being uniquely subject to elimination by joyous perseverance. Mentally put on the armor of joyous perseverance that is enthusiastic about the following, the goal of enlightenment, the aim of accomplishing, the happiness and the elimination of the suffering of all living beings. So there are many different types of enlightenment. There are the enlightenment of the hearers, enlightenment of solitary realizer, uh, and then the bodhisattva's enlightenment, Buddhahood. Uh, so um, think about that goal, whatever um, is the goal according to the practice you are doing, um, and, and, and increase the armor-like joyous perseverance that you have. And it says, the goal of enlightenment, the aim of accomplishing the happiness and eliminating the suffering of all living beings. Uh, so we are doing this so that we can uh, become a Buddha for the sake of all sentient beings, so that we can eliminate the suffering of all sentient beings. Uh, that is our aim. That is our purpose of becoming a Buddha. It's for others as well as ourselves. Uh, the happiness and elimination of suffering of living beings. A very long period of time, the limitless collections, the immeasurable hardships. Strive at this attitude because as the questions of Sabahu Sutra uh, says, just by generating the powerful surge of such a resolve, you accumulate a great wave of merit. If you do not do this, you fa fail to secure your Mahayana lineage, and you are also continually stained by much wrongdoing. Then in other lives as well, you will find it very difficult to learn the bodhisattva deeds. Also, after you have become aware of such things, even if you do not practice perfectly, motivate yourself in that direction. If you then joyously persevere to the extent that you are able, then as the questions of Sabahu Sutra says, you will quickly complete the perfection of joyous perseverance in future lives without suffering and with little difficulty. So by in studying this, learning the benefits of it, engaging in it, and forever meditating and, and making aspirations for it to increase, uh, one will see that all of the obstacles will s soon be lessened because of your reaction to them, and all states will be joyous states, and one will wish to um, persevere no matter what is going on, and joyfully do so without suffering and with little difficulty. Um, uh, let's see. Let me just 
make sure everything. Dixon. Uh, so, um, so if we one thing, if we practice now, then our future lives we will have this connection, and we will then have joyous perseverance in our future lives. But if we discard things and we aren't mindful, then this creates the causes for us not being mindful in the future and and discarding the dharma. And Rimchi said, "We have time for some questions. We've just completed the perfection of joyous perseverance." Uh, Coleman. So, my question was, um, are countries with Christian and Muslim religions seen as barbaric because the Buddhist teachings have not spread there? Do you know what I mean? Um, like the Dalai Lama was like saying how... Um, yeah, the obstacles. Yeah. Um... This the the barbarian. I forgot the name for it. Let's go. The Sacha Ducha. The Chu the J. The Yunten J. The Chu Drupi, Yunten J, then the Sacha, the Nampichu Yomari, the the Ming, the Hold on. It begins with La Lelo La. Sacha Ducha. This Sacha Ducha Yin? Nampichu Mena Sacha Ducha? That Nampichu Chumeza would teach her there. That Ducha is a good about that. さあ、あぶれで注意を回ろうと。さあ、どうじゃじゃそれ、そうまです。え、コンソで。ラロ。ナビチュメビジュセンジドジャラシエマです。イネデデジェ。でね、サチャでラロ、ラロ。で、で、
but Rinpoche said no there's no bad places it just the Dharma hasn't arrived there yet um, but, but we don't say that it's a bad place we would never say that he said it's a good place that doesn't have Buddhism that's all <laughs> any other questions I know what you're referring to though and it's a good question we're always we're always trying to clean up the language we use in our lexicon as, as we translate, and I think a lot of the thing words we have used it's only been what the fifties sixties we've been trying to do this um, with the Tibetan language really trying to do this, and uh, you know it's going to evolve and we'll get better words as it goes along. Okay. Um, <coughs> uh, last week, um, Rinpoche said that the brain. And the heart with pathways mm -hmm. to uh, the mind, and so I've been thinking of the brain, and the brain seems to take in this teaching and memory. It has a certain memory, but then the brain dies. So this this memory then is passed on to the mind. So the different lives that we live. It's always it's been in the mind, though. It's not passed on. The, the consciousness of the mind is moving through the brain, and the memory's in that. It's not the brain that has it. The brain is the, a road. It's going through. The consciousness is going through. The memories are in. But the brain itself isn't considered the memory. And so I just want to oh, ask oh, the question oh, correct. Okay. Yes, okay. So the, so the mind has the memory, and, correct. The, and the brain uh, takes in the information. But it's, it's the, the mind, it, it's a condition for the information to come in. Buddhism would say the consciousness takes in the information. You know what I mean? The, the, okay. But the, the brain would be part of a condition for that happening, but the consciousness is where the information is coming into in Buddhism. So, so the mind is kind of just like the, the, the store, like the place that it all goes through and resides. And yeah. There are, according to Buddhism, but it's the consciousness itself that is apprehending. The okay. eye consciousness is apprehending form, and then it's there's a discrimination that's taking place in the mental consciousness that's saying, oh, this is a car, this is a this, this is a that. The eye consciousness apprehends it, and then there's a discrimination, I'm saying here, because yeah. mind in Buddhism is here. Um, but it, it doesn't mean that the mind is only here. It just means that it's w the, where the channels are that the mind travels through. So the question is, so we would say imprints. You know how we say we have imprints? Yeah. Imprints in our consciousness? Those are yeah. our memories, basically. Our bad memories, things we've done that are bad, leaves a non-virtuous imprint. The memories or the things that we've done good leaves a virtuous imprint. So that's in our consciousness. It wouldn't be left in a brain. That's the, f the brain is form. Consciousness is mutually exclusive with form. So the brain is just a place the consciousness is going around in, according to Buddhism. And the memories are just imprints within that consciousness going around there. Okay. So. Um, you're very precise. <laughs> well, that's the only <laughs> way. Yeah, Rinpoche yeah. is so precise, and Buddhism yeah. is so precise that so that's why. So in the mind, it's um, things that are coming in as memory, as, yes. as the path. Then, there, then in the mind, there's the practice. So it's different than, I guess, the, the, the words that come in 
don't have the practice. They, they put in what I'm thinking of the brain, but in yours it's a little different. But that then in order to understand them, you have to do the practice. The, the three the wisdoms. Okay, yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, um, so like the wisdom that has arisen from hearing, you, and, but then you have to apply meditation and analysis to get to the other wisdom. The kon de shirup, the tambo ngatsu anjir gudu, the sonchina, dene, the digamari, gangensen and nyamlen nichagu, nyamlen dang lobjung, nichagu. Then the ngats ngatriwa, just that's that's the sonchina triwa nang remching. The triwa yomari, the kon kailen dan drapodu. Then, then, then ngatsu, I'm trying to add, what's the question exactly? Uh, what is the question exactly? The, the, the practice uh, what is it? doesn't take place in the brain, it takes place in the mind. Right, definitely. It is our consciousness. It, the, the mind, it's the brain itself has a connection to it. But it is the consciousness, it is the mind that practices. So you hear, so you hear things into your consciousness, yeah. and then you discriminate them. Your mental consciousness discriminates them, and then you think more and more about them. That's that's analysis, and then you 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 get to the point where your analysis leads you to inferential valid cognition, where you be based on a sign without directly realizing something. It's incontrovertibly true, and then the next stage is the wisdom arisen from meditation. You realize that thing directly through a, some sort of meditation. So yes, there are stages, but all of that Rinpoche is saying is taking place in the, the mental consciousness, the mind. So the reason we don't say that the brain is the consciousness, because you would say, oh, so if there's no brain, there's no consciousness? Then what about conception? Are you saying there's no consciousness? Because there's no brain developed in the womb of the baby yet. There's no brain there, but there's consciousness according to Buddhism at the point of conception. The moment that the sperm and the egg come together, from the bardo a being enters into that if it's, if it's worked, and the intermediate state being goes into that union, and there is a life there, but there's no brain yet. So even science, if we get out of this idea of is conception life, you would, you know, is the moment of consciousness? I don't think science would say the, when the brain's fully developed, would they? I don't know. That's a question we ask science. Hey, science, again, we have another question for you. We ask science questions a lot of times. Uh, um, about the brain, do we believe that uh, in the womb there is a consciousness before the full development of the brain? Science. Okay. They're all showing up. I'm telling you, one day they're all coming. They're going to be sharp. Cars are coming. A bunch of scientists. They're coming. Uh, one more question. Scientifically in a coma and declared brain dead. Is there, there would still be consciousness yes. inside the body practicing? 
So as could, Buddhist practitioners... Could, could be practicing. If they were Buddhist practitioners that were at a level where at the point where their main course consciousnesses were shut down, they could practice. Like someone who could do dream yoga, for instance. But they'd have to be... You know what I mean? So but, could, should we somehow... Uh, during our end of life plans, if should it arise, we were declared brain dead, ask not to be taken off life support. Oh, it's a great question. The Sansam, me kashi, mota duntu. Then a machine mena, konsu shigdu. Then konsu, the senripa, the doctor, machine, the shin uja. Machine mena ugumare. Then make, then sansan, the limba, sheso. And kont the senripa, the kelen, the sanlodangamare. Yene jata yure. Tsa the ni tan 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 yure. Yene limba sanlodangamare, the doctor kelen. Then a sansan, the pama, geche she. Then a lose glu. Lose. The uja lose. Gangin sena gemma. The Yanjer Sanlodangamare, Gemma, Yanjer Uja, the the Konran Tugumare, Dain Sunsang Natsu Lo Segare, then Lo Se, then Konso Shigare, then Nampa, the Yapio Mare, Gangin Sena, Natsu Shimasung, Yichi Nampa Sheba Yure, then Yamlen Tugudu, then Charan Sanlogar Yube. So Rimche is saying if there is still consciousness, then there is possibility of practice even at a at that level. I explained it completely. You know, the machine is breathing for them, and the science has declared that their mind isn't thinking, like that their brain isn't thinking. Um, and Rinpoche said, if they're still alive, and that means, according to Buddhism, they would still have consciousness, then they could still practice. He didn't make a statement one way, you shouldn't do this or should do that. He just stated the fact that one could still practice if there's still consciousness. Okay, uh, concluding mandala offering and dedication prayer. Thank you, everyone, for coming and making this possible. Two chainer Rinpoche, Shere Sobudu. The tree wa kali kabudu, gangin sena the menkan sansang, Shere ngul, Shere chembudu. Nima dakpar sansang, nima gomungatong, tritong. Then konsong ngul yomari. Then the pugo yanjer lagamari. Yanjer Kambajagamari, Yanjer Uja Tugumari. Then Lose Konsutsampa Ninji. I was explaining that in times, like if someone, uh, we would look at it as compassionate to take someone off. Some would, some would look at it as compassionate to stop life support. And I said, and some have to because of financial reasons and, you know, that it becomes too expensive and they have to make a very difficult decision. So, uh, it's just difficult altogether, a subject of difficulty that we are in no way making an easy subject. I just want to make that clear.
Vene de de lo sena ninji yuna the ninji tsanodan the con the dungyo mambudu the ninji yuna lo se de megewa de suchupa suchupa jaime Okay, we were wondering if uh, I, I was asking if you have great, real compassion, and your true motivation is compassion to end that being suffering, and they're truly suffering. If you do that, did you just commit killing and a great non-virtue? And he said, "Ah, I'm not sure." Um, so, if you define killing, it's separating one's life, you ending it. You pull the plug. You know, if you've ordered it to be done, you're killing. It's a very difficult subject, but I was curious, so I dug deeper into a very difficult subject. Concluding mandala offering and dedication prayer. The fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure realm. I dedicate whatever virtues I have collected for the benefit of the teachings and of all sentient beings and in particular for the essential teachings of Venerable Ozandrapa to shine forever. I send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious Guru. I dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well, with whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors who traverse the three times. I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. In that pure land surrounded by snowy mountains, you are the source of all benefit and happiness. All-powerful Abhugiteshvara Tenzin Jatsu, may you stay until samsara's end. Pray for the long life of the precious Kensar Wandok, upholder of scriptural realizational doctrines, spiritual friend who trained extensively in the five great philosophical texts with exceptional wisdom and perseverance. I think you'd also have to know like how mechanical the person's life is at that point. 